Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is July 25th. Um, this is the last week of July before we head into uh, August and, and back to school time, folks. Uh, it's hard to believe summer is about gone. But uh, here, just in a few moments, we um, ended up the week last week. So-so uh, couldn't quite pull out a profit on Friday. And so we will uh, start this week and see if we can't uh, build up again. Uh, remember, there's a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control. However, you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. The question is, do you know how much that risk is and do you know what it needs to be? Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, and Dave coming up next. now before nine that's omd and we always check in and see what's going on with your money first thing in the morning about this time give you an advanced look at what the stock market's going to uh, end up looking like today at least we give you our best guess and the data we use to make that best guess happen on the phone we got philip statler from statler financial services in downtown sebring philip is on the phone today philip good morning how are you Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. Had a good weekend. Got to see my uh, my my grandson. That's uh, two weeks old today, actually. Oh, cool! I you know I I really the, the only downside to living fifteen hundred miles away from my family is I'm seeing my grandkids grow up in pictures, and uh, I don't like that one little bit. Beyond that, I love Florida, so I'm a little envious. I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was good, and so. Uh, you know, this is the last week of July, and, and uh, yeah. bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff is going to be going on. Not the least of which is the Federal Reserve. Let's back up to Friday first of all and bring everybody up to date. We ended up having a reset day a little bit. Everything was off by a bit on the uh, markets. Uh, Dow ended up down 137. Standard and Poor's was down 37, and the Nasdaq was off 225 and a half. It was not a good day on Friday, but on balance so far. Our indexes are up nicely in July. I mean, the S&P and the NASDAQ are up uh, 4.5% and 7.5%. I mean, it's almost like happy days are here again. And you and I were kind of uh, shaking our heads in awe because the amateurs evidently figure that we're not going to have a recession. Everything's going to be fine. Federal Reserve on Wednesday is going to back off on all their hawkish attitude toward interest rates. And happy days are going to be here again, right? Well, that seems to be the case, but when Wednesday comes, that'll be the true tell, right? Because, you know, that'll determine uh, what things really look like, what the interest rate hike's going to be, which <clears throat> you and I both kind of figure is going to be three quarters of a percent. But what's going to be more important is when the, uh, when the minutes of that meeting come out and we get to figure out what are they really talking about behind the scenes <clears throat> and how do they feel going forward for the rest of this year. Now, Paulson has a full press conference scheduled after the release on Wednesday when they do the thing, and they may give him a little bit of quiz down, too, so the minutes might not vote as uh, as blockbuster big as they do in a normal month because the press conference sometimes does, sometimes doesn't happen. And Paulson has been you know, relatively forthcoming, at the very least, as far as reassuring the markets and giving us warnings that uh, there's a
You there, Dave? Philip? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I lost oh. you for a while. No, I promise I've been here. <laughs> I was saying that you know the the you, know, you got that sense of euphoria over uh, the conventional wisdom going to three quarters of a percent, and I still look back and think that I knocked three quarters of a percent up on the reference interest rate, and I'm looking at uh, federal debt bond renewal rates, I'm looking at mortgage rates, and I start getting nervous even about that, especially given the fact that we're seeing a leveling off on the employment front and a leveling off on the housing front. And you got some interesting data on that from right here in Florida, don't you? I do. I was watching the news over the weekend, and one of the reports uh, coming out of Tampa on the, the news station was that um, Tampa, the month of June, um, their listings, 40% uh, of their listings actually reduced their selling price, their listing price on, uh, on real estate listings. So I, I found that uh, intriguing. As well as this morning, coming to work, they said that Orlando had the highest vacancy rate for rentals in the United States. And that kind of caught me off guard as well. I think it was like 15 percent. And my, my reaction when you shared that with me was, you know, we get all those 60 minute stories about all the all the cheap motels in Kissimmee are being rented out by Disney employees because they can't afford the rentals in, in the Orlando area. And now we're finding out there's like a 15-odd percent uh, vacancy rate on the rentals up there. That just tells you the prices are out of reach. And there's some other markets in Florida that got the same problem, don't they? Oh, that's right. I mean, I think people would tell you here in Seaburn, we've got that same issue, right? That people mm -hmm. can't afford the rents that are out there. And that's because people paid so much for that real estate. They've got to charge that much rent to be able to make their mortgage payment because they didn't pay cash, believe me. And so... Uh, that's going to be problematic, and that that could be a chink in the armor uh, going forward. Now, nobody knows for sure, but it, it could be one of those things that kind of leads the uh, the real estate market down a little bit. And I keep hearkening back to the 09 crash that we had on real estate. And I'm in no way, manner, or form trying to draw a parallel because I don't frankly think there's going to be a real estate crash. But I remember in my neighborhood and just anecdotally from what I saw, the rental properties ended up going into short sale. The rental properties ended up getting in trouble and getting bank foreclosures done on them before the owner-occupied ones did because of that same thing. Landlords buying on that big run-up we had in 08 and then finding out that they couldn't find renters that could afford the rents in their, in their newly bought rental properties. And it ended up flushing them down the commode before the owner-occupied homes did so that's kind of a uh, kind of a flare a warning flare going up isn't it it, it is in, in 09 the other thing we had besides the rental market you had the flippers right mm -hmm. everybody was buying and flipping and they got the guy that got stuck last got stuck and so i will say that i i have not seen in this run-up we've not seen the the flippers that we've seen in the past i mean there's some out there but not at the uh at the realm that we had back in 09. Yeah, I was in, uh, that's another reason why I'm saying I'm not drawing a parallel with the 08, 09 crash, because uh, in, in 08, we had, we had one major home builder in town that was uh, offering no money down building. What they'd do is they'd build a home because they knew by the time that they got it built and ready to move into, the value on the home would have increased enough so that, uh, that the uh, buyers of the home would be able to move in with equity already having appreciated in the home, and they were doing a land office business on that, 
until all of a sudden, in the first part of '09, everything crashed and there wasn't any equity in the home and they couldn't close them. There was a whole lot of things that happened in 08, 09 that aren't being repeated this time around. But that vacancy rate I find kind of interesting as it indicates that maybe investment property may be the first uh, kind of the canary in the coal mine as far as leveling off of real estate around here as well. Uh, and very well could be. And it's one of those things that we'll continue to watch. I mean, to, um, I think it's to later today. Um, uh-huh. Nope, it's tomorrow. We get the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index. We get consumer confidence tomorrow after you and I talk. And then we get new home sales tomorrow at 10. So those things will be pretty important tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's uh, something we flippantly were saying on Friday, but there is some level of truth to it because of the mechanics of Highlands County. We kind of are getting six-month notice in advance because the coastal communities tend to keep us afloat as people move out of them and into us and folks coming down from up north. So far, my home is still appreciating in value. I haven't even seen it level off yet over the last 30 to 60 days. And I suspect that's similar for others around here. But instead of going at a premium, now they're going for the asking price. And, uh, well, that's kind of sort of a reduction in price, too, when you think about it, isn't it? It it is. It is. And we'll continue to see things, I think, oscillate um, in the real estate market. And, And that's one of those kind of leading indicators. Understood. We've had that run up in the market so far, and some of it has been driven by earnings season with bargain hunting going on because we've had kind of a spotty earnings season so far. What are we looking at coming out today as far as uh, earnings as the uh, quarterly reports come out? So we've got a couple of things. One thing I just want to say in general is I was looking this morning, a lot of regional and local banks came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I don't, we don't have time to go through every one of them, but they were all looks like they beat on earnings per share. I didn't have any detailed reports, but I thought that was kind of interesting uh, that, uh, that those regional banks seem to be doing okay. Uh, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting. One of the common threads I saw from the big behemoth banks when we got them last week was the uh, the division that was drawing them down was very heavily their investment services divisions. You know, the, the, you know, the localized banks don't have those to really weigh them down. So I'm glad to hear that at the very least part of the banking industry is doing well. Yeah, it seems to be. And then on the other front, we've got Newmont Mining coming out. Um, they did miss. They had lower than expected. Uh, second quarter earnings profits were down 41% from a year ago. Um, they've been hurt by the drop in oil and gold prices, uh, been pretty significant. Um, and, and so Newmont Mining is actually down three, a little over 3% this morning after closing down on Friday, about 1.3%. So and they're, toward, um, they're toward the top of my big loser list this morning, too. I was going to ask what they mine. They're into gold, huh? Well, that's that's one of the things that they mind. That's that's the biggest thing that's hurt them. Uh, we had a company called Squarespace. Not didn't recognize the name, uh, but they're an e-commerce platform. Uh, they, uh, you know, they their full revenue guidance fell short of expectations. Um, even though they had better than expected results for this last quarter, revenue they they just got a lot of issues, and so uh, they're taking it pretty big today, down twelve and a quarter percent. Uh, that's, not the square, that's not the square credit card acceptance people. Nope, nope it's, okay. not, it's not. It's an e-platform of some kind. The other one is a um, common name when it comes to medical equipment. That's Philips, uh, the Dutch mm-hmm. company. Uh, they missed uh, on analyst forecast as well. They were affected because of lockdowns in China and continued supply chain issues. And they're trading down 7.5% today. And then let's follow that up with one more travel stock, 
we have Ryan Air uh, reported, and uh, they had better than expected quarter results. They cautioned, though, that um, they're not real sure that they're going to get back to pre-COVID level profitability this year. There's some uncertainty <clears throat> there, but but Ryan Air is doing well this morning. They're up 5.8%. I wonder if fuel costs get into that somewhere. I am sure that that does play a role in some of that stuff. <laughs> Must assume, yes. Anything else? Uh, that's about it. I got a whole bunch of uh, household names that we're going to have tomorrow morning that they're due to report after the uh, market opens and after the market closes today. Resetting the table off day on Friday on the major indexes. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, we kind of gave an inkling that we've got some optimism out there. How are we doing? We do. We got some green ink this morning. We got the Dow up about four tenths of a percent. S and P five hundred is up a third of a percent. The Nasdaq one hundred is up almost two tenths, not quite. Uh, on the commodities front, we've got uh, gold and silver trading down. Uh, silver is down about six tenths. Gold's down a quarter of a point. Crude oil is heading up this morning one point seven percent to ninety six dollars and thirty three cents a barrel right now. If memory serves, that's in the same general neighborhood we were on Friday morning, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, generally in there. Uh, overseas markets, kind of the usual pattern. The Asian rim markets closed at 6 a.m. our time. They kind of followed our track record from Friday, and they were generally off fractionally. European markets are looking at our, uh, at our futures markets and saying, oh, everything's all right. They're up fractionally 45 minutes before we open. Philip, having a plan counts for a whole heck of a lot, especially when it could amount to 20 or 30 years of your life in retirement. How do I find you to get that plan in place for my retirement? And then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design. We're helping them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time on Light FM. Philip, have a good day. We'll see you then, all right? All right, buddy. You too. Well, it's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great weekend. Be with us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.